They say that pressure busts pipes and make a diamond shine. Either way, it's a process. I promise that I'ma be honest. Track my progress until my moments immortalized. And my legacy's fortified. I manifested everything I've written into existence. Acquire my excellence through persistence. I admit it. Still, I'm fearful of everything that this journey comes equipped with. The failures, the gains, the roles that have changed. When a change converts to millions, I pray that I won't change religion and worship sin through these dollar bills. And if I buy anything, it'd be Stephanie's wedding ring In addition to clarity, when it comes to these business and bitches And the leech of that see a shade of green in this nigga A lot of eyes, a lot of ears on me A lot of doubt, a lot of prayers on me Jehovah said to cast my kids on him If I step out of this boat, I fear for God that I ain't gon' swim I press against him Man, I pray that my fear being great It's way bigger than my fear even trying Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, my guest is a Grammy-nominated artist. Oh, he uh, he's, uh, has a Netflix movie. He's been on Sway in the Morning numerous times. Has been on some amazing ciphers. He's dropped some amazing freestyles. Uh, just a, he's just a dope individual, and I'm excited to get to talk to him. It's my pleasure to introduce Oswin Benjamin. What's going on, man? How you how you feeling? That was good. I was like, shit, damn, I forgot I did that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's just, it's so exciting, man. I had um, I had White Gold on. I don't know if you follow White oh, Gold, but yeah, big big Bobby, that's my guy. Hey, yeah, that that yeah, um, Bobby. that the project I'm talking about that uh, Osmond's Grammy nominated on is a. Uh, Oh shit! What is the name of that project? That was a, it was the Royster Five Nine project with the dollar bill. But the I always al- the allegory. The allegory, Do- yes. that was probably my favorite album for such a long time, and that yeah. was a. It was a. When I I I I was listening to that for like two months straight. You know it's a good album when you literally like just play the album front to back. Like when I got in the car, I wouldn't skip mm-hmm. a single song just over and over and over. And I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Royce is a Royce is a scary, scary individual, bro. Like uh, being in a room with him and watching him work, it's like he's like a mad scientist, bro. Like mm. it's it's crazy. I'm just like, yo, I'm glad you sent these to me, and I was able to send them back. Cause dog, if I was in the stew with him, I don't know if the verses would have came out the same <laughs> way, bro. <laughs> like like now nah, I'm a let me sit in my own thoughts in my own little corner and figure this one out. Cause Royce went crazy. He went crazy on the project. The intro was like unnecessarily good. Yeah. Like you don't do that for an intro, bro. <laughs> like I think the the last feeling I got like that was probably when uh Lupe dropped Mural. Mm. I was like, eight minutes, bro, to kick it off? Yeah. Yeah. You just gonna go crazy for eight minutes? All right, bro, do your thing, bro. Dude, I do have to say though, um, Meek Mill's new album, the intro for that. Have you checked out Meek Mill's new album yet? I I didn't get all the way through. Uh, I heard the I heard the intro. Meek is a. Uh, I think because I'm such a like, I'm an artist and a consumer at the same time. Right. So I think we get spoiled, and mm-hmm. I think we get spoiled when somebody does something amazing, and it's like I complain about the same shit that I do. Right. So it's like. Bro, we all know that classic, classic, classic Meek intro. Yeah. So I feel like every intro I hear after that, 
I'm looking for another one of those, not understanding like, yo, this, this was a point in time. Like, yeah. he did this for this time. We don't need you to do this over and over again, but you did it. So now anytime I hear an intro, it's like, it ain't that, bro, but I'm a... That's true. I feel that. Yeah, I mean? He's one of those artists that, like, I feel like you're you're an artist. I, we'll get into this, but um, he's one of those artists when you first when he first started coming out. Like some of the things he'd be saying is like, "One day I want to be working with Hove," you know. And then I feel like this one song went under the radar, but DJ Khaled actually put him on a song with Jay Z. I forget what it, was, it might have been called like Keys, something like that. And it was the song went completely under the radar. I was like, "Damn!" But he had that chance to work with Jay Z. And then, like, two years later, he's fucking <coughs> actually hanging out with Jay-Z. I think he was part of, like, definitely been part of one of the Rock Nation brunches, I'm guessing, you know? And it's just yeah. uh, it's just crazy to see, like, he, he made that happen. He's been ra- he rapped out about it for so long that it actually just it came into existence. Meek Mill is a manifester, bro. Yeah. Like, I've heard, like, and it's like, he's one of the people that made it uh, okay for me to be where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think a lot of times we just so focused on what the next thing is going to be. So when milestones happen, we brush past it cause we're looking for the next thing. But like, I remember there was a point in time, like people were making fun of Meek Mill, um, because he kept talking about his rollie so much. <laughs> his rollie, yo, my rollie do this. I got the, I got the wraith. I got, you know what I mean? And you would hear him talking about these specific things over and over again. And it was like, <clears throat> It wasn't annoying to me. I'm just like, yo, he worked mad hard to get this. Yeah. Now he got it. Let that man enjoy it. Let him let him let him make a couple records about the road, bro. Like Yeah. You know what I mean? Meek was one of the people that made it all right. Like, all right, cool. Like if I have a Grammy nominated line, bro, it's all right for me to have more than one of those. So I was like I you know what I'm saying? Like we work hard to get to these places and social media make us feel like I right, we gotta hurry up. All right, what what else you did? What else you did? What's the next thing? It's like, nah, bro, let me be here for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? With your, um, you, you manifested it too, man. When you were, um, the pressure song, you are talking about yeah. you wanted to get an engagement ring for Stephanie. Yeah. And then on fucking, yeah. um, what's it called? The Nipsey song? What's that called? Yeah, uh, Nipsey Told Me. Nis- N- Nipsey Told Me, and then you're like, we're married now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, full yeah, circle yeah, moment that. for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. That was uh that that was a probably the, the biggest manifestation, man. Like it was Yeah, like I'm really married, bro, and it's and it's it's fire. Just like, yeah, bro, like and everything that came along with it. And like, yeah, we really we really said we were gonna do this and we got it done. And now it's just like wow, he's not still in this place. Like I'm able to grow with this artist like he said he was going to get Steph the wedding ring he did and then now this is his life you know what I mean like yeah. it's dope to just let people into the chapters you know what I mean hell yeah so you guys got married during the pandemic right we got married right smack dab in the middle of that shit that's <laughs> crazy really like, like so it was nuts but we couldn't uh, I mean obviously we couldn't go to like uh, we couldn't have a ceremony nothing big and we uh with that we wouldn't we wouldn't have been able to get somebody like you know official to marry us so i told my brother who's like that was my best friend like i got a signature tattoo on my hand like that's my guy wow. you know what i mean like anybody who's been following the music journey if you hear joey or joel like that's my older brother like i've been talking about him 
for years. That's my guy. So um, when I told him, you know what I mean, like what the plans was, yo, he really went online and got officiated hey. to be a minister so that we could have the wedding in the backyard where we were staying at. You feel me? So like it was crazy. Like it was like a whole thing. Like that whole experience was crazy. It was like three or four people there. It was his son who was like one at the time running around crazy in the backyard, me and my wife dressed in like <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't we ain't had the money to get like the tux and the dress. So we were just I was just like, yo, I always wanted to get married and like a Bruce Lee fit. Oh, um, because of what it like, I don't know. Every time I see that fit, I automatically associate it with discipline and honor and respect. Because maybe because everybody I, I've seen in it, you know what I mean. So like, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. She was like, bet. So I'm gonna get a dress to match that same thing. Oh. So we had a whole like Japanese kung fu type wedding. I got the shoes and all that. It was crazy. That's dope. The slip on Jones. Yeah. So. That whole experience was nuts. And then, like, uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Frankie. I was like, yo, my one of my wife's favorite singers uh, ever, his name is Elliot Skinner. I don't know if you're familiar with him from uh, a group called Third Story. Okay. I don't know if I've so, heard of him. I'll have to check him out. Yeah, he, he's phenomenal. Shout out to Elliot. So I was talking to Frankie. I was just like, yo, Frankie, I know you're cool with Elliot. So if, like, I want to surprise stuff. I know it's a pandemic, but I want to surprise steps so like you think you could get him to like sing a song or whatever cases to, to make it our first dance type shit so it's not some regular so he was just like bro it's done so he sent it to me the day of the wedding and I didn't think Elliot was gonna like he was just like yo congratulations Steph and Oz I know you're about to make a big move and she was just like yo that that's Elliot my nigga I was like yeah yeah it's Elliot bro like so just that whole just everything, bro. And then, you know what I'm saying? And we ended up moving. We packed up all of our stuff and we drove the U-Haul cross country. And now we're not even in New York anymore. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Are you, this uh, pandemic was interesting. Are you um, interested in being, I don't really know if there is one even. Are you interested in being part of like the Arizona music scene there? Or like... So there's definitely, there's a music scene out here. Um... It's not as <clears throat> it's not as congested as New York, um, but there's like I've I've linked up with the people out here who like really getting it done on a high level, and it's like I love New York, man. I, I love New York, but it's uh it's refreshing to be able to just you know step out and be some be somewhere else and see how just different people receive your music or receive you as an entity as a whole you mm. know what i mean so like being out here it's been nothing but love and it was weird like the first show i had i never forget it like i, I went on stage i was like hey, nigga, i'm from new york what's up and everybody was like damn i was like what <laughs> yo i didn't even have to do all that that's crazy let me calm down let me relax i don't gotta do all this all here. so it was like it's just it was it was love and every time I've performed out here, the people I've met, like it's a it's a different sense of uh, camaraderie out here. It's like, all right, we just want to make sure that you get to the level you got to get to. Whatever it is we got to do, we're gonna get it done. Like people are, um, they're way more open to sharing the knowledge that they know about what's going on. Mm. 
Wow. I know in New York, because so many people are doing it, um, people are more uh, inclined, I guess, just hold the gems to themselves. Not everybody, because I've like you, I've linked up with amazing artists in New York, and we converse constantly about, all right, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? How can we help each other? And then there's the other group of people. Where it's just like, yeah, nah, bro, I got this on my own, so figure it out. Yeah, you feel me? So it's like being around there's people out, out here like that too but it's not as much i haven't ran into as many people like that how, how long do you have to live in um in uh arizona i almost said how long do you have to live in seattle that's where i am <laughs> how long do you have to live um, in arizona before you're considered a arizona artist um <laughs> that i don't think that will ever happen i am from um <laughs> I'm, I'm a new york artist i could live here for the rest of my life now nah, i'm from new york we not, you know what I mean? Like, you know, dogs don't eff, like everywhere. I, I'm doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? I don't care where I'm at. Always New York, is, and I'm I, I, dog. I've learned everything I needed to know to make me who I am over there, bro. I'm from New York. You could you could be in Alaska. You're still a New York. Yeah, artist. I'm a New York artist, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's that's dope. Though. Have you uh, done any um? scenic drives or anything in arizona i know there's i've been to like sedona yet or anything like that so yeah like first of all like i feel like i, I like i fuck with god so heavy because i feel like he has different spots on the planet that is just like nuggets like if you stumble across this then you'll be able to really see my work like for real for real i think i feel like utah is like that and i feel like so like arizona is one of those places for sure like Dog, like, bro, it's like one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Like, every day I'm outside, I'm just like, there's no way, like, yo, God, you really OD'd out here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you really wild bad out here. Like, it's it's beautiful. Sedona's amazing. Like, we, um, when we moved out here, we, we, we retook our, uh, our wedding pictures and we did it in Sedona. Wow. And it came out, yeah, it came out crazy. Like, I, I, I love it out here, bro. As on the fire, have like you, literally. Have you experienced any of the crazy bugs yet, though? Um, I've seen, I've seen a scorpion. Oh, that's and nice. it fucked me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, nah, dog, y'all niggas is real. Oh shit, like, like it's not just it's rats and roaches where you from. You know what I mean? But like, dog, I seen this. I seen a scorpion for, and like. That was, I think that's one of the first things I seen out here. I was with my man uh, Zach, and he was like, "Yo, bro, you know, like, you know, like if you look at like baby scorpions with a black light, they glow in the dark." So why do you know this? Who told you this? Like, 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 what do you do to find this out? You know what I mean? So we really went around this whole crib with a black light, looking for like <laughs> baby scorpions. I'm just like, "Yo, bro, I'm not, I'm not into this, man." It's not my, it's not my thing, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm good. So I've seen, yes, I've definitely seen scorpions. They have like crickets out here that's the size of little, little baby people. Oh. Um, yeah, and you know, but it, it's nothing like. I haven't seen nothing crazy enough to make me be on something like, oh no, nah, I'm, I'm packing it up and going back home. Yeah, I'm a, I'm terrified of spiders. Like I won't like, I'm not like a baby about spiders, but I definitely, I'm the last one who's gonna kill it. Like if there's a huge spider in the corner. I'm either going to vacuum it 
so I'm the farthest away from it, or I'm just leaving that fucker alone. But I've nah, heard- <laughs> yo, you listen. I respect it. I'm, yo, I need to start vacuuming creatures, bro. I never <laughs> thought about that. It's always like you get a slipper, and it's just like I'm gonna get this nigga. You know what I'm saying? And, and then you decide how you're gonna do it. The vacuum, no, bro. That's a why have I never thought of. Oh, you just changed the game just now, man. Yeah, man. I'm vacuuming everything I see out here. <laughs> there we go. So, so paint a paint a picture for me where, um, like, I understand you're on sway back in 2015. You didn't start mm-hmm. rapping until you graduated college, but how many years was it of rapping before you even were introduced to sway? Like, I don't really understand the timeline so, in between that. Yeah, like it's uh, so rap was so I the first. The first time I like rapped, I guess like I think I was probably like fourteen or fifteen, and I was in like this Christian rap group. We were terrible, so I kind of like forget those days ever happened. But like looking like I and I I forgot about it until my brother, Mister Joel, my same older brother, he was just like, "Yo, bro, I gotta play you something." I was like, "Yo, bro, where did you find us?" Where did you find this, bro? And it's just like, it's bars from when I was 14, all freaking Jesus bars. And I'm like, dog, like, it was terrible. Like, the first line, wow, I remember this shit. This is, this is nuts. It was like, you need to show some respect, even though you don't like me. I got the game in check, like, my name is Nike. I remember, dog. And I was like, oh, I'm nice. I'm nice. So like that was the first time, but it wasn't nothing <laughs> it wasn't nothing serious. So um after that I was doing a lot of singing, bro. Like mom and pops did the church thing. So I was in church every day. So a lot like I thought I was gonna be fucking Kirk Franklin, dog. Like rap wasn't rap wasn't in the cards for me. Like I didn't you know what I mean? Like we play around or whatever. And then um and I had just little encounters here and there where you know freestyle i would like mimic people really well i think when it was serious um it was it was college my man uh tyler busher one of my best friends to this day he uh we was all at a table you know what i'm saying um i never forget that day i think i had on fake products <laughs> i had on that's when h&m was doing the sleeveless hoodies so I had fake burgundy products. I had gray jeans, a burgundy sleeveless hoodie, and a white V-neck. <clears throat> and there was a dude by the name of Pierre, I believe, straight out of Harlem, flyest nigga in the world. You know what I mean? The BB Simon belts with the Maury's on and the and, and the and the pal with the rhinestones in the back. And we at the table, and he don't even rap like that. But he he just started kind my ass about my fake prouders, oh. about my forehead, how my shit crazy, my shape up was looking weird, and everybody knew me on campus for being a clown. So it was just it was I promise you it was like a stomp the yard moment. So I'm like they're like yo eyes don't let that nigga get you like that, and the nigga really just started beating on the table, and I caught a wind. Like if you talk to anybody who rapped or who like freestyle there's a moment where it's just like like the way to the way to describe it is kind of like you seen that one transformers 
where Shia Buff was looking like he saw all of the, the the shit that um Megatron and them was trying to tell him and he couldn't help but just write it on the walls and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like that. Oh, it's just God. like, yo, I'm seeing everything. Everything is happening in slow motion. I see all of the words. Everything is making sense. And it felt like time just stopped and I was going crazy. Wow. Killed here in the in the uh in, in the fucking lunchroom, dog, cafeteria. Killed him. And my man Tyler Bush was like, yo, bro, you should rap. He's like, dog, I don't rap, bro. I'm an R&B singer, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to do gospel and R&B, bro. Like, I don't rap. He's like, yo, I make beats. I said, don't send me no rap beats, bro. Send me all R&B, bro. I want to make songs about Jesus. Wow. See, that's <laughs> the thing. I don't feel like a lot of art people or like the audience or fans know that. Like, even for me, from checking out your interviews and music, I didn't yeah. realize you had any R&B background besides the stuff you have out. Like I thought so, you were not even musically inclined until after that's crazy. College. Yeah, I was I was I was scared of it cuz I feel like a lot of a big part of writing songs is you got to trust your ear for writing melodies and shit like that. I never trusted my ear. I hated how I heard music. Mm. So rapping was easier. So I just never sang and stuff like that. As I got older and started listening to more things, it was uh you know what I mean? Certain influences, you start hearing music differently. So it's not like, all right, let me let me get us another let me get us another try. And my um my man left, Jameson left, amazing artist as well, bro. He uh he asked me to sing a hook for him probably like twenty thirteen. And that was what started me really trying to I was like, Oh, I kinda body this hook a little bit. <laughs> like, oh shit, all right, so I'm not trash. All right, cool, cool, cool. Let me see what's up. And then that's when I started getting back into it. So now I'm trying to incorporate a lot more of the singing um, into the music now. But it was a, uh, yeah, rap was, a, it just came easier. Got it. And we're, we're um, what college you go to? Nyack College. That is in Rockland, New York. It's a theological school. Oh. So like- I went, I went to, yeah, like the Jesus thing was heavy. <laughs> you feel me? Like it was a heavy thing. Mom wasn't hearing it. My brother went. I went there because my brother went there, and I knew like, dog, they let anybody in Nyack. Anybody. Like, I got accepted into Nyack before I got accepted into community college. Like, wow. just so you can understand, like, dog, if you got a felony, if it don't matter, just come to Nyack. Don't like just everybody. Everybody's welcome. You feel me? So that's why I went to. That's why I went to college. At. So you graduate and you become a pastor, or like what happens like when you graduate? You get <laughs> like so I <laughs> you you can, <laughs> but I went there. Uh, I went there for music. I went there strictly for music, oh. which was like no concentration or nothing. I was like, I just want a music degree. Wow! Like just music. I didn't know what I was looking for. I went there straight out of high school, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to college because my brother went to college and my mom is gonna be on my neck if I don't go. So let me just go there music and i was there for two and a half years and dropped out damn why'd you drop out yeah so i came i got kicked out a couple times before that just off of just straight academics because like that was my first time away from home so it wasn't like yo, i'm gonna go there and party crazy i was just like yo i'm gonna be involved in every single activity possible so I just I just stopped going to class. So I think the first time I missed class, my teacher wasn't tripping. And then I'm coming straight off high school. So like you miss class in high school, the teacher had to talk with you. You can't miss no more days. 
I missed a day, and the dude looked at me like nothing happened. I was like, "What? This nigga don't care." All right, cool. He don't care. I don't care. Just stop my time. And then my GPA, I, I got my. You know what I'm saying? I saw my GPA for the first semester or whatever. And it was a zero point nine eight five. Damn. Yeah. You gotta work like, to do yeah. that, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I I I tried for that, like you know what I mean. And the the teacher, like some teachers, it was like, oh, bro, take the midterm home, you look cheat if you have to, man. You just come to class. And I was just like, yeah, nah, I got you. And then just never went to class. Oh my gosh, did you did yeah, you learn did I you learn anything? Did like did you learn any music theory while you were there at all? Or uh, slightly, I didn't understand what I was going in there for. I didn't understand what music was. Like, like, yo, I want to learn how to play the piano and sing way better. So when they started, I didn't know, like, all right, cool, we got to start from the Bach era and we got to study classical music. And then we got to study this. Then we got to study chord structure. Then we got to study sheet music. Then we got to, you know what I mean? Then you got to know time signatures. Then I was like, dog, I ain't signed up for all this, bro. Mm. I ain't signed up for all this. Like, this is a lot. <laughs> I'm 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 good. Uh, I'm gonna play basketball and write R and B songs. There we go. So, where were you in your career musically when you met Sway? Like I know, like during when I like just the timeline SoundCloud wise, you were like I know you were doing like remixes to songs and things like that. Yeah, but... yeah. So after um. My man Tyler, so he like, he was like, all right, cool. <clears throat> I'm gonna give you these R&B beats, and I'm gonna show you how much, like, you suck making R&B music. <laughs> but I'm gonna give them to you. And then I was just like, all right, cool. I'm gonna prove them wrong. Never happened. And then he was like, all right, cool. And I tried this rap thing, and I tried it, and I was just like, yo, this is like. Now that I'm like serious about it, like, yo, this is fire. So I had to go back and listen to everything that I missed coming out. Because my mom, we wasn't listening to none of the crib. So like Biggie, uh, Big L, AZ, Jay-Z, all like Most Def, uh, Black Star, all of these. I, I started listening to them in college. Mm -hmm. So after I'm seeing like, yo, it's really phenomenal. The worlds you could create with words. And then I'm not, confined to a note or a chord progression i can just say whatever i feel like saying you know what i mean so i think that's when i started taking rap serious i made a mixtape called society 101 i made like 500 dollars on campus off of that thing you know what i mean uh and then after that i was just like all right now in it then i really wasn't going to class for real. <laughs> like i'm just in that i was just writing all day like like that was my I felt like how many different ways can I come up with clever things to say. So from that, from the mixtape, we uh, you know, we got out of college. Uh my uh my friend Tyler, he moved upstate with me. And then we was we was working at Woodbury Commons, it's a big uh outlet uh shop out there. We were working there. He got an offer to be a teacher. He turned down the, the teaching position because he was like, nah, dog, I'm going to stay with you and your mom crib in this hot-ass room and we're going to work on music together. You wow. feel me? And we're really going to take over the world. So 
we were like dog like summers where the ac wasn't working had a like one of them closets that don't got no door they just slide open i would be in there you know what i'm saying recording no pop filter just a polo sock over the mic and we just recorded knocking out songs like you know what i mean so that was that was the thing and then we would start putting it out i think the first song i put on soundcloud was a dead president freestyle after we put that out i went through everybody i knew at the time everybody i was following was like 500 people whatever and i sent it to every single last one of them so when i saw the plays on soundcloud i was like yo Oh, 75 people heard this? That's crazy. That. And then after that, it was just like, all right, bet. We just going to keep doing this. We just going to keep running it up. And I mean, you know, the music got better. We started, uh, I met, that's, that's, that was around the time I think I met Bobby or when I moved down to the city. Oh, White Gold. And he was, uh, he had me in Warner Brothers Studios for days at a time. Uh, wow. So you actually have like a genuine connection with that's my guy. Really? I didn't know that. That, what? The, like, first of all, one of the most phenomenal songwriters ever. I don't care what nobody talking about. You know what I'm saying? The stuff we heard him do with Eminem and the stuff he did with Royce, like, it's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. But his ability to write songs is crazy. Wow. Like, we would really be in the studio for days at a time. And sometimes, like, I would be going through something. We talk about it in the studio. And after we talk about it, after we talk about it in the studio, I would, like, go to work, go back to Warner after I went to work, and the whole song is done. He was like, yo, I was just listening to you talk, and I was writing while you was talking. What you think about this? And it's like a ballad. Wow. I was like, yo, what the hell? And then, like, make some future March Madness shit right after that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he, like, incredible. We had a whole situation, bro. Like, we had a, had a, we, me and him got a whole album together. Never came out. Damn. Yeah, bro. Like, and it's, like, to this day, it's crazy. Like, I listen to that shit now, and I'm just like, this is incredible. What the fuck is this? Never came out. You need to talk to him about that. Put it out, man. No. Nah, man. That was my fault. <laughs> I mean, I, I ended up siding with Swain them and they went, uh, they took things in another direction. So it ended up not happening. But it was, uh, yeah, that's my, that's like one of my closest friends still to think. Wow. Dude, we, yeah. um, we took over uh, the Eminem Reddit page for like a couple days. Like we were, yeah, we, uh, we, we were trending on our interview was trending on Eminem, Eminem's Reddit page. Yeah. How was that, bro? Yeah. We have a, it was, it was a good video. I mean, interview. He's a, he's a dope dude. He's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, genius. Yeah. I mean, like, and yo, when I tell you, I thought like, all right, cool. He's a songwriter. He's dope. He got the melodies. He got the concepts. Cool. Cool. Have you ever heard him rap for real? Mm-mm. Except for the, I've I've seen um, you know, just the. He has like one or two singles I've listened to, but it's more like melodic, right. you know. So I haven't heard him rap rap though. No. When I tell you, it's no exaggeration. It's like if Griselda 
Jay Electronica, Andre 3000, and Jay-Z were all in a room and just made a clone or made like a, a copy of all of them at the same time. That's how you rap. Wow. It's ridiculous. Damn. It's ridiculous. Like, he let me hear stuff and was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not getting on that song with you. So, you got that one. I get <laughs> on the next one. You're not doing that to me. Nope. Nope. Like, there's a there's a song called uh, Beat the Odds. I think I have one on SoundCloud. And, yo, like, aside from the verse at the end of that, like, I wrote the verse. He wrote everything else. And he was like, nah, bro, just take it. Wow. He, like, he's he's that guy. I can imagine like the the gems that's sitting in his hard drive right now because that was 2015, 2016. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, he's phenomenal. No, like nobody's better than him. <laughs> Damn. So, so you met him, cooking up music with him, and then what happened next? So, um, so the sway thing happened. I had a show. Uh, it was a day show on like a Wednesday, bro. Like, I don't even know why a promoter would have a day show on a Wednesday and book people. Like, I went there, <laughs> probably like 17 people there, bro. And one of those 17 people uh, was a guy by the name of Rich Nice, right? I think at the time, my wife, we was boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. I think we had just broke up. I'm like super depressed and sad and shit. And I was like, yo, I don't want to do this show. Like, I don't give a fuck about this show. I'm not going to do it. Um, I was like, you know what? No, I told him I was going to be there, so I'm going to be there. At that time, I heard everything. Like, yo, Nas, fuck with you, bro. Nas want to hear your shit. Yo, Nas heard your shit. Yo, whole heard your shit. Yo, this person heard your shit. And every time we would go to set up a meeting, the people would flake. So by that time, I was just like, I I don't believe nothing nobody tells me at this point. So when I met Rich Nice... He actually came to see another artist, but he was late, so he ended up catching my set. <laughs> so he's looking at my set, and he's just like, yo, bro, you're dope. He's like, yo, I work for Sway in the morning. Oh, God. So he was like, send me some stuff. And I'm just like, all right, bro. Went home. He gave me his email. I might have sent him like 30 songs. Huh. Just, to be a, just to be a dick. Show me? Like, here, bro. Whatever. You know what I mean? And then the next day, one of them shits was playing on Shade 45. Oh, shit. Now I was like, oh, he was dead ass. He was for real. That's crazy. <laughs> so after that, you know what I mean? Um, Me, Tyler, uh, White Gold, and uh, my man Spence, we we, had, we were supposed to drive to, I think, St. Louis to open up for a little, for a little Boosie. Ooh. And the promoter flaked the night before. My man Spence just got a new job. So he was on, he was just like, yo, I'm going to call out of work because I'm taking this job. Called out of work and all that. Just got the job. Mm. Called out of work. And then we ended up not going. And I remember being in Warner Brothers Studios with them. Tyler was like, yo, like, he was tight. And I was like, yeah, I feel like something about to happen, bro. I don't know why. Ain't no, like, there's no way we're this close for this to happen and it don't happen. Something about to happen, though. Something is about to happen. So I got the call from Rich Nice. And he was just like, yo, uh, somebody dropped out for this Friday Cypher. Can you be there tomorrow at uh, at like uh, 8.30 or something like that? I said, bro, I'll be there at 8 o'clock. 
talking about? <laughs> you feel me? Like, and then pulled up, and that was a DNA and uh, Kayshawn joint. Hell yeah! And how how far was was that a trek for you to get to the station? Or nah, so Warner Brothers was down the block. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm serious. Yeah. So it wasn't even that's why I was like, yeah, I'll be there at eight o'clock. I'm down the street. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not even tripping. So yeah, that was that was that day. And then from there, you know what I mean? Me, Sway, and uh Kelly Jackson, that was that's the person who's in charge of booking people and she's pretty much a supervisor for uh Sway in the morning. Mm-hmm. So she was like, Yeah, like you know, we, we fuck with what you did today. Um, we got this shit called the Doomsday Cipher at the at the end of the year. So, you know, pull up to that. And it was uh it was me, uh King Los, DNA, K Sean, uh Chris Rivers, and a whole bunch of people. Me and Chris was wild cool. Yeah, tell me about your so, what's your connection with uh Chris Rivers? What, bro? That's my the, like. For people who don't know, that's, that's Big Pun's son. Correct? Yes. For yeah. People don't know. Yeah, and not only you know what I mean, like legendary like history, but yo, that's really like my brother. Just to put things into perspective, mm-hmm. like, like he lived out here in Arizona too. Really? Yeah. When I when we we all like me, my wife, him, and his uh. And his uh, girlfriend, well, fiance now, uh, we all came out here, had a trip. It was just like, yo, we're tired. Like, New York is just, we got to do something new. We young still, we don't got no kids. We got to make this move. So when we moved in January, he was just like, oh, shit, I bet. So we're going to get our shit together. And we're going to be out there in March. And then really moved out here in March. Like, he was like 15 minutes away from me now. Like, that's, that's my guy. Like, that's my guy. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my like when I tell you like one of my best friends outside of music, just as an individual, like dog, he seen me at like the worst parts of my life and the best parts of my life. Damn, that's my guy. He has a great. He has probably one of the best swearing in the morning freestyles when they cut off the fucking mic and he's just. Yep, I remember that joint. He had on gray and black. It was like, yeah, just throw me words. I remember seeing that shit, and I said, I don't throw me no words. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw them shit right back. Don't, don't, don't throw that nowhere, nigga. I am prepped. You hear me? Anything after this? Oh no, we're done. Good night. You have a good one, dude. That- but he's he's like that. He's a he's an animal, bro. Like, I like I right, so me, Chris, and I don't know if you're familiar with Denzel Porter. Who? Denzel Porter. I've heard of him. I think I've heard one or two of his songs. Yeah, he's another in, incredible. Uh, so we went in like this group, and we about to uh, we dropping an album later this year. And yo, Chris was like, me and Denzel would be in a studio writing these verses. Wait, well, you guys crazy. have a, you guys have a cipher together or something? Also, you yes, yeah, that's yeah. how I know Denzel. Okay, yeah. So like, so we just we just wrapped up. Um, we just wrapped up an album, so wow. When we were like, me and Denzel would be writing. Chris would be like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna do some running around, and I'm gonna pull up." Like, I'm not giving you more than probably three songs a day because I really gotta sit 
and think and God, like lines got to connect, whatever the case is, I might give you three on a super good day. You'll get four. <laughs> Feel me? Chris was like, all right, cool. I'm going to pull up to the stew. Um, I just got to, I got to knock out like 15 collabs and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to come and then I'm going to uh, work on an album with y'all. Damn. You got to do what? Are you, excuse, excuse me, sir. You got to do what? Like, yeah, nah, I'm gonna just knock out these 15 collabs and then, you know, we're gonna work on the album. And then he would really come in and then go crazy. Like, he didn't do anything for a day. Like, that's like, wow. I I haven't seen anybody when it comes to music work like how he worked. That's crazy. Yeah, he's yeah, ridiculous. What was, what was it like uh, being on that cypher with, you said King Los? Yeah. What what was it like being like just being in the same room as him, bro? Me and Chris called each other because I was like, "Yo, I don't know what these beats are gonna sound like, and I don't know who we gonna be paired up with." So I was like, "Just in case we paired up with Los, we need to have our verses ready, bro." So I got up with Chris the night before, and we rapped. Damn near all the verses we had, bro. We must have been in his house for like six, seven hours, bro, just rapping verses to each other. Wow. Like, yo, what you think about this one? Nah, not that one, not that one. Add that one to your flex verse or your sway verse. Not this one. You go hold this one. What about this one? Oh, yeah, yeah, nah, that one is a go. You know what I mean? Like, what about this one? Nah, nah, yeah, that one's a go. This one? Nah, we can put that on the song. Yo, what about this one? And we were doing that for each other. Wow. And... Thank God none of us got partnered up with that man, bro. Because I'd have been tight. You can't prep for somebody like Lowe's, bro. He's he's gonna he's gonna do whatever he do, and you're gonna have to deal with it. He's such a dope freestyler, man. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's incredible. He uh he dropped a what was it called? He actually dropped a project a couple like three months ago or so it was just a mixtape of just um and he was and he was wilding on everything that's out right now right yeah 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 i heard i heard all of them and i said yo i'm good bro (laughs) (laughs) you got it bro what you want me what you want me to do with that you feel me you got it do your thing lose i'll I'll be a fan from back here there we go so so sway in the morning is he said it's on Sirius XM, right? Mm-hmm. But that's like a so there's like the Breakfast Club, Sway in the Morning. How do how does like the average listener listen to Sway in the Morning? Don't you have to pay for Sirius XM? So how do they Yeah. How do they how do they have an impact on the culture besides Sway just being, you know, who he is? Like how do they it's reach that? Like, yeah, no, God, I'm sorry. Oh, what were you saying? I was just saying how does how do you reach a, a bigger audience if you have to besides just YouTube? on your commute to work if you have to pay for Sirius XM or whatever. So, you know, people, people pay for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, and it's like the, the, the subscriptions of like the, the numbers that Sirius XM bring in a day because there's so many different radio stations. It's not just like Sirius XM is Sway in the morning. Mm. It's like, you got Sway, you got DJ K Slay, you got, um, static selectors on Sirius like and all of wow. these people yeah they're there all day with their different segments so it's kind of like it's it's like radio that don't stop and depending on what you want to listen to 
that's what you can tap into. You see what I'm saying? So like they have millions of subscribers, bro. Mm. So and I think that's why everybody made it such a big deal when you get on Slay in the Morning. It's kind of like yo, and he would do these like freestyles and stuff live. So like he would do these things and people would call in. Wow. From around the world, you know what I'm saying? Just to just to talk to whoever's there that day. So his impact is is ridiculous. And now the reach with that and you know youtube and everything else like the reach is ridiculous he's he's had on a he's had on my uh previous guest and he's um i don't know if you know who katil is but katil's um he's out of north seattle and uh okay he actually was um where's he signed right now fuck i forget it might be i think katil signed to some like like atlantic's like the main record label but he's something underneath Atlantic or something I forget okay. but um, yeah Katil's craziest story is crazy but he had a sway in the morning um, freestyle I mean interview like last year or something yeah. and he was so excited about it that they're like okay the great interview is about to be over and he was like Katil's like wait 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 I have a, I have a freestyle I want to spit to you so there was no beat yeah. or anything because it, it was during the pandemic so everything was just like those phone calls he fucking straight up yeah. started rapping on the phone. I was like, "Holy yeah, shit!" Yeah, yeah. Teal's hungry. Yeah, that's a sway is sway is good for that. He's he's created such a name, um, in the in the culture, and he's done a very very good job at quality control. Him and Kelly both like they like knowing who's gonna be on the show, who's gonna rap, and what's gonna be like. Like I've seen different platforms come and go. Like yeah. I remember. Like when uh, Black Thought did the uh, the flex freestyle, or like when Low Deluxe did the did the flex right, and the world kind of stopped, and that was the platform to be on. You know what I mean? And then when Flex started bringing everybody up there after that, I like nobody really cares about getting on Flex and rapping no more. Yeah. But Sway has kept the integrity. Him, Kelly, Heather B, Tracy G, uh, DB. DJ Wonder, like all of them have kept that integrity of the station so crazy. So when you up there and you got to rap, people really pay attention because not everybody's going to come up there and do whatever it is. As opposed to some of these other platforms, they let everybody up. You got some good numbers or whatever the case is, they'll let you up even suck. With yeah. them, it's kind of like, all right, cool. We're going to really be strategic on who we let up here because it's not for everybody. Like LA Leakers is like that now too. Yeah, that actually that makes that makes a lot of sense sense, and that's something I should be thinking about too. With um, mm. I I recently added free a freestyle section to my podcast, and I feel like yeah. I've what I've also noticed a lot of up and coming artists. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually you can only you can really only just call them artists and not hip hop because you can't really call mm-hmm. a lot of artists nowadays like rappers. Because yeah. they're singing and rapping, and half the time, they have no idea how to do a freestyle. So I've been having rappers on, and I'm like, oh shit, they're definitely going to want to rap. And they're like, yeah. I have no idea how to... And I'll have some like just hard motherfuckers on, and they'll be like, I have no idea how to freestyle. I'll be like, what the... Yeah, You look yeah, like someone who's doing a freestyle. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. Man, and it's um, and I think because of where we at now, how people are listening to it, I don't feel like people are listening to music to be impressed as much. Yeah, 
And I feel like when you have a freestyle segment to anything, like your your job is to go up there and be impressive. So if, if we're in an era of people who don't care to be impressed and they just want to feel, they just want to feel something, you know what I mean? Like it's uh, a lot of the um, impressiveness can get overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I've, I've, I've noticed, I've noticed that too. It's like, y'all, y'all make dope music. Um, but the people who come from a certain era is kind of like, nah, I had to study this person before I rap. I couldn't step in a studio if I didn't know who this person was or, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a different type of reverence for the craft. It's kind of like, you gotta, you gotta understand who did this before you to understand the privilege that you have. Or it was more so of a privilege back then. Now is everybody has access to it. Yeah. It's the internet. It's a, you got your own mic, you get your own pro tools. You can be a hip hop artist just like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like that before. So it was a, it was a deeper respect for it. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I can't do what Jay Z do. So I'm not even going to do it. Yeah. I can't do what Lauren Hill do. I can't do what Wildcraft do. I can't do what Wu Tang does. So I'm just, nah, I'm just not going to do it. Now it's just like, let me try it. Let me get a good gimmick. Yeah. And after the good gimmick, I need a couple face tattoos or whatever cases, and I'm a little Zan. Yeah. That's a little Zan, man. Him saying he's better than Tupac and all that shit. And like, uh, you see what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, you have to like, or like when uh, Lil Yachty shot can't give you five Biggie songs. That's nuts. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's that's the era we in now. So, I it makes sense why you know. That's why I respect Sway still. Like, if he might not even ask you, he might just be a regular interview. And yeah. it is what it is. You know what I mean? And if you're dope, he'll let you know, like, all right, come up here with, with some shit. Yeah. I know uh bars on I ninety five is on that too. I I don't think I've seen a whack segment from them yet. You know what I mean? Like the people who come up there, they understand what it is they gotta do. Yeah. It's a. I think the um did you ever check out the Tyler the Creator freestyle on Funk Flex though? That shit was hilarious. It's, that was the of most course. awkwardest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That was amazing. I was like, yo, I, re- I respect because it's like you got to, I respect it not because of the content. I respect yeah. it more so because that's a platform everybody takes so serious. Like, dog, and not just that one. I remember um, prepping myself for the sway joint. Bro, I felt like I didn't sleep for the week. I would like drink water, take a nap, wake up and go over this verse. That was it. Like wow. all 10 minutes. Like, like, and I would call people to hear all 10 minutes. Like, yo, what you think about this, bro? Did you get bored at any part? Like, yo, did any bars with with a week? Like, this needs to be a flawless 10 minute verse. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but I, I, I care. You feel me? Like, so it's, a, it's a different. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about how you got connected with Royce. I got connected with Royce through Rook from Justice League. Oh shit! You know people from Justice League. Yeah, Rook was so in that whole like era when I was in um, Warner Brothers with White Gold and my man Tyler and everybody else. Rook was there too, so he was there cooking up stuff for everybody. You know what I mean? So I remember. <laughs> I remember uh <laughs> Rook was uh 
Rook was letting me hear stuff from Book Ryan in 2015. Wow. So I was like, you know, and being a New Yorker, I, I think the initial thing is to hate. So he was just like, I got this Royce. And I was like, yo, Royce is whack, bro. I don't even want to hear that. I didn't even, never heard, never heard a Royce song before then. Wow. So I was like, nah, you whack, bro. He whack. How he whack? You heard his stuff? Nah, bro. He just whack. You feel <laughs> me? Like that, like it, it, it doesn't make sense. That's just how New York people act. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But I was like, yeah, now nah, he's whack. So he let me hear some. I was just like, no, he's nice. <laughs> he's OD nice. And then he was just like, all right, so um, we got a, we got a giant, um, he got a joint at Gramercy Theater um, if you want to pull up just to meet him and stuff. So uh, I met him and i never forget it, bro. <laughs> uh, when I met him, I gave him a debt and I was just like, yo, bro, um, I just got to, I got to come clean. I got to be honest with you. Like, I thought you was trash. Without giving you a chance, without listening to none of your shit, I thought you was trash. Rick, let me hear some shit. And dog, I had to like one. I just want you. I just I'm I'm telling you this so you know. It's not like yo, I've been a fan since day one. I'm telling you this so you know. Like dog, not that it matters. I bet you care, but like yo, you really earned my respect, and you're fucking phenomenal, dog. And he was just like, yo, nobody's ever come up to me like that. And put me on like that. Yo, you hungry? And we all went out to eat that night. Oh, shit. Chopped it up about politics and all types of... We had some shits called Hush Puppies I never had before. <laughs> like, um, I wrote a whole verse about it, bro. I was like, this shit is crazy. You never had Hush like Puppies this? before? Never had Hush Puppies. Not, not before then. That's crazy. I was like, what is... I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> So yeah, that was uh that was the my, my first interaction and then there was some years that I didn't um I didn't talk to Royce and then he DM'd me. Wow. And was just like, yo, uh give me a call when you get a chance. I said, What the fuck? <sighs> Called him brother on the phone for three hours, bro. Talking about life. Wow. All types of shit. And he was just like, yo, so um I want you to be on my album. <laughs> I said, you I said, bro, send them over, bro. What you need? So he sent me two joints and he was just like, yo, just pick one and send them back. So I sent, I sent both of them back the next day. And I was like, yeah, bro, you pick which one you fuck with. <laughs> and you know what I mean? One of the joints ended up making it. And since then, like, like I talked to Royce about life problems. I talked to Royce about writer's block. Like that's, like that's 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 like a, a mentor, He's like a, and a really really good friend at the same time. Damn. Yeah. And w- when did you know that White Golden was connected with him? Um, I can't remember when I found out, but um, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. But when I did find out, he was just like, yo, bro, I was in uh I was in the Heaven studio and I hit him up and I was just like, yo, bro, like I'm really like I seen that y'all was working, like yo, I'm really over here in Detroit right now with this nigga. He was like, Yeah, tell him I said what's up. Cause they're like the 
they're good. They're, they're, they're super cool. And I was just like, yo, what a small world, bro. Like, we was really working out of Warner Brothers. Now you got records with Eminem, and now you got records with Royce. Like, that's, like this is crazy. Like, we had years without speaking. And then, like, I connect with you again, and this is the platform that you want. That's nuts. Damn. So how did you get part of Warner Brothers Studio? Like, so that? White Go, before he was uh, White Go, he was a producer. B-Works. B-Works, yes. B-Works, the producer. <laughs> so I met him through um, a friend of mine uh, named Max. And Max was just like, yo, bro, you're nice. I need to, I need to connect you with my man B-Works and Warner Brothers. And at that time, I was like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, so we went to Warner Brothers and chopped it up. Um, and since then, you know what I mean? That was a, that was my connection to him. It was through uh, somebody else that uh, me and my boy Tyler met. That's dope, though. Yeah. That's crazy. That seems, that must feel like such a small world for you to meet him. And then you guys end up both knowing Royce and all that. It's crazy. That's why. It's crazy. I'm just like, yo, bro, we were really sleeping in the studio trying to figure it out. And then, like, I look up a couple years later, and it's just like, yeah, White Gold on this uh, Eminem song. Just like, yo, Bobby, you got a song with Eminem? (laughs) Crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) You feel me? And then to have another joint on the B side to the joint where he dropped the, you know, I was just like, yeah, you win, bro. You win, man. You got it. That's great. So tell me how your life's changed since uh, being on Netflix. Are you doing like lots of, uh, what is it called? Like when you test out for. Uh, so like uh, auditions and stuff like that, right? Or nope. like table table reads. And table reads. Yeah. How many are you doing those yeah. a lot? or? I would love to, bro. Like, but I think that was a, that was a moment. Um, It was dope. It was a lot of love after that moment. Um, and I got a couple calls to do other things, but that was like my first time acting ever, period. So like the, the other joints that I was getting, it was like, it was dope shit. I just didn't get any of them mm-hmm. <laughs> after that. So it's like, uh, that's something I want to look into though. Like whether it be, uh, acting classes or whatever, like, cause that whole experience was fire to me. Like, yo, I need to be in way more movies or TV shows or whatever. Like, yeah. I didn't realize how much I fucked with till I was there. Is it like, when you're when you're on set, like, is it almost impossible to fail, though? Like, when you see a movie, it just seems, like, effortless, but there's probably millions of takes before it's perfect, right? Or, like, how is how does that work? Yeah, so, luckily, the people I was working with was dope. Like, uh, shout out to Rada Blank. So, she was the main character in the joint. She wrote the whole thing and started it as a lead. Knowing I had no experience, she was really taking one-on-one meetings with me, like walking me through the script to make sure that I didn't mess it up. You yeah. feel me? So like she was very hands-on. And I think because that was my first experience, I know I'm not going to have experiences like that uh, in the future. But she made it... It was weird because she was like, yo, I, I want this role to be you and use the script kind of like a guideline. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you don't have to stick to the book for real, for real. But 
stick as close to the book as you can. So she gave me room to, you know what I mean, kind of add and, and, you know, inflections and things like that where I needed to. But it was, uh, nah, there was, there were times where, you know, I didn't get the line or, you know what I mean? But it, it, that opened up my eyes to what like acting is. And it's kind of like, yo, acting is really acting like you not acting. Yeah. Like, yo, the dopest actors in the world, we, we love them because they would do shit that we would really do in real life. You know what I mean? Like, I just, and I just started looking at all the old movies that I love, started looking at them differently. Like, I look at Above the Rim, like, oh, Pop was really nice. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? I look at Trainer, they like, yo, Denzel Washington is really, really different, bro. Like, if I was an undercover cop, I would act, or I would assume I would, <laughs> like, if I was a dirty cop, like, I would act just like this. You know what I mean? Like, so it was, it was, oh, man, one of those things, bro. I'm dead. I, I want to do it again. What was, uh, what was it like for um, your wife, though, to see that you had a sex scene as your, as your first film debut? So, that was, uh, <laughs> so the thing is, <laughs> so, I read over the whole script with her and I, I respect Rada for that too. Cause after, um, she was just like, this is a role you'd be interested in. I'm just like, yeah, what are we doing? Oh yeah. She was like, did you read? I was like, nope, but I'm with it. What are we doing? She said, yo dog, moving forward, always read the script. Mm. Always read the script before you find out somebody got you doing some wild shit on page 30 that you don't know about. You already signed a contract. Now you got to do it. If you don't, you know, lawyers and yo, always read the entire script. So I read the script and I was just like, oh, and I sat down with my wife and I was like, yo, bro, how you feel about this? And she was just like, oh, I mean, do your thing. I mean, what you, what you want, what you want me to tell you? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I remember uh, the way that they shot the giant. I was super nervous to do it. But they didn't. They don't shoot movies in the sequence that you see them. Mm. So, for the roles that I had to do, I was shooting. I think for like three weeks, and every day for the three weeks, I didn't know when the scene was gonna be. <laughs> so you just surprised every time you get on set. Like, all right, cool. What are we doing today? All right, tell you not today. <laughs> Yo, we shot that scene. I believe it was the last day. Wow. So every day for three weeks, I felt that thing in my stomach. <laughs> like, oh man, today's not it. I, today's not it. And I'm trying to like prep myself, like, all right, cool, yeah, we gonna do it, we gonna get it done. But it was like, <laughs> yo, bro, an experience for real. And I'm just like, all right, cool. So when everything was done and I saw it, I think uh, I saw it ahead of time, and. Uh, then they did like a driving movie theater and that's when I saw it with my wife and we were watching it and for the whole time I'm looking at it like hey, you good? Hey, you alright? You straight? And she was just like yeah nigga I'm, I'm glad you wasn't whack you know what I'm saying? I'd have been mad if you had to do that and and it was terrible and you were <laughs> trash and you looked uncomfortable then I would have got mad like alright if you're gonna do this like really do it you see what I'm saying? That's crazy. So, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that, that was that experience. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. 
Damn. And are you still are you still connected with Radha? Are you guys like talk ever? Or? Yeah, that's like that's another one of my uh she so she became a close friend throughout this whole uh throughout the whole process. Just walking me through the joint and you know what I mean? And she's like, yo, she really rapped for real. Wow. Like all of the stuff you've seen in the like all her verses, she wrote her verses. Like the girl that did the poem in the beginning, like she wrote that. Like she's a she's really a writer for real. So like we would we would bond over hip hop and she'll give me things to listen to and things like that. Like she's she's dope. Wait, why does no one fucking talk about the fact that Young May was in that movie? There were a lot of people in that film and it fucked me up. Because I didn't see any of them the days that I was shooting. Ah, oh. yeah. So like, I didn't see Young and Me on set. Like, that wasn't the day that I had to come in. Damn. So I was just like, how did how did y'all get like? I, when I seen Styles P on set, I was just like, that guy was on my project. <laughs> they're like, yo, this is really crazy. Like, this is really happening for real. Like, uh, I seen Dime a Dozen was in the joint. Um, like just like I seen a bunch of people. I'm just like, this is fire. It's like it's really a New York hip hop like love. It's like a ode to New York. As much as it's about like her and her life, like it's really like, yo, I I I feel New York every time I watch that. Wow. Yeah, I could see a, I could see an Oswin and Young M.A. song. That'd be crazy. That'd be fire, bro. <laughs> That'd be fire. I fuck with Young M.A. That'd be tough. And yeah. and she's nice. Yeah, she is. She's way way better than a Cardi B. <laughs> I think Cardi B is Cardi B is is dope. But I feel like uh, we all love Cardi B because of her personality. Yeah, and because her personality is so is so. Uh, different and it's so dope you have no choice but to fuck with whatever that she's doing yeah that's fair to say yeah so what's uh what's what's next for you you dropped your album um that was that was 2020 so we're in 2021 now it's almost yeah 2021 no you dropped that in 2021 right it was the beginning of january that was january yes. january january and then we uh we released it after uh we got out of the deal so yo it's a lot we we working on a lot. It's a it's a lot behind the scenes. Um, we got a, got a couple projects in the works. Um, me, Chris, and Denzel. Uh, we got the masters in for that. We just figuring out a date to release that. Hey. Um, there's a DJ out of New York. Her name is Nyla Simone. Okay. One of five. Who's phenomenal. We got a project. Um, there's this uh group called a binary group, which is uh, my man Tyler Busher and uh. His girlfriend Jenny. I did an EP with them. I'm working on another joint with uh, Chris Dave, who's a drummer. It's amazing. Like working on some with him. Then I'm working on my own album after that. So it's like it's a lot of, you know what I mean? Just wow. surrounded with music and beats and love and yeah, we we got we got a, we got a lot of things planned. And, yeah. and whatever happens in between there. Damn, you're you're a busy man, man. I'm telling you, I'm doing the best I can, bro. Yes, sir. Well, what is yeah. some advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? 
Um, I hate to sound uh, cliche, but uh, don't rush the process and hold on to peace whenever you can get it. I think being a creative, we uh, our job is literally to take thin air and make something out of it. And it's very, uh, once we start the, depending on people to determine what's good and what's not off of our natural ability just to create things, um, it could get heavy. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to doubt yourself. You're going to uh, second guess yourself. You're going to do all of them things. But make sure that you hold on to peace when you get it. You know what I mean? Sure. Hold on to hold on to that man. It, it comes soon far in between. And what's the easiest way for people to reach you? Instagram. You know what I mean? Uh Oswald Benjamin. Give me one second. I think somebody's on my door. Can we do that? Yeah. All right. Matter of fact, no. Big big hold on. Okay. Oswald Benjamin on Instagram. You know what I mean? Oswald Benjamin everywhere. That's me. Wait, you have, so you're you're British. Do you have a British accent you could do real quick to wrap this up? Of course. I mean, what is it you need? You know, I, I could be Idris. I could be whoever, you know. It, it is what it is, really. You know? <laughs> that's, I'm dead. Check out, <laughs> no, uh, out Oswin's new single, Drain, right? That's what it's called? Rain. And I got another one coming the 15th of October with my boy Annoyed called Be There. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Ooh. And then, you know, I got another one after that. Hell so, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we dropping them. We dropping them all. Uh, we dropping them for the rest of the year, man. That's awesome. Well, this is the NAS podcast with... Oswin Benjamin. You know what I mean? Appreciate you, NAS. This was phenomenal, man. Great talk.